Partridge Jacket Breakdown Podcast fans. If you're thinking about selling your home, now is the time. Give Elaine Sanders at Excellence Realty a call, and she can help you sell the home you're in and find your next dream property. You may need some work done on that house. Fixing some electrical issues, you can call Crosswinder Electric. They'll help you out, get your house ready to go for that inspection coming up that Elaine will schedule for you. As you get into the new house, Elaine's working on the closing. You may need a place to stay for a few days, so hit up the Holiday Inn Express. They can help you out there. And when you get into that dream property, call Evolve Lawn and Landscaping and make that new house what you want it to be. Look at that, Cole. Our sponsors got our listeners covered, huh? Uh Uh-huh. You ready to do this? Yes, sir, and welcome to the Bartow Jacket Breakdown Podcast. I am your host, Cole, and I'm here with my co-host, slash dad, Jason, and producer, Jen, slash my mom. How are you guys doing today? Oh, okay, okay. I'm your mom now, huh? Okay, I get get comments like that all the time, so, (laughs) like, why did you go to your mom? So, no. Well, thanks. All right, well, the Jackets are 4-0, beating Kathleen last week of a score of what, Cole? 30-13. to 13. Took care of business. Mm-hmm. Yes, we did. So what's the best part about being 4-0? There's a chance to go 5-0. and So, Producer Jen, why don't you get uh, intern Wes on the line? And uh, he can, intern Wes went to the game and was keeping us updated while we were away at a wedding. But um, he... He was real excited to go to the game, and he did a great job with uh, keeping us updated and with providing stats. So Apparently, it was a very good game, as I heard. Oh, yeah. He's hoarse. <laughs> he can't even talk. He had a great time. Wes, you there? Yeah, can you guys hear me? We can yes, hear you. Yes, yes. We are actually live, Wes. Yep. I know I said we're calling you, but he went ahead and did the... Uh, I did the promos and the ads first so we can get you on and get going. All right, that worked. That sounds good. All right, so tell us about it. I mean, we know the score, but um, there's nothing like being there on Friday Night Lights in person. So what do you think of seeing Bartow for the first time? Um, As far as initial impressions, uh, first and foremost, bear with my voice, please. Um, I guess you could say it was that good of a game that I, I lost my voice hooting and hollering a little bit. Woo-hoo. So bear with my voice, please. <laughs> um, but anyways, as far as the game goes and the impressions of Bartow just right off the bat, um, they're playing some good football. Um, oh, I without bet. a doubt. Without a doubt. I mean, I'm, I know you guys know, so bear with me again. It was my first game. Um, uh, prior to this, all I saw was you know, some bot scores and, and some words from other people, which I'm not going to say doesn't mean anything, but it's, everyone knows it's a lot different when you see, you know, football teams perform in person, especially when they're, at, they're you know, they're playing to the T and they're, they're executing. And, well, needless to say, given the final score, for those who don't know, the Yellow Jackets ended up taking the win 30-13. to 13. Um, Yeah, Bartow's playing some good football. So really good stuff out of Bartow. Um, all across the board as far as initial impressions go. So when it first started, we were able to get online and I registered for that national high school app or I was able to see the first Bartow touchdown and then uh, Kathleen came right back and scored. And then my service went out. So that's when you kept us up to date. 
pretty much the west the rest of the way. But it looked like early on it was going to be a great ball game. So did uh, Kathleen just fall off and we were, you know, too much for him, or did Kathleen just have a bad game? Um. Honestly, it, it may have been a combination of, of not only Kathleen slowing down a little bit, but um, our defense kind of stepping up a little bit as well. Okay. Um, you know, early off, on, on, going into the first half, uh, it was, it, to be honest, I could, I could have said it was anyone's game at that moment. Um, and I think most of the people there would, would, would have maybe thought that. Um, but little did we know, Barto had another thing coming there in the second half, both in quarter three and four, and uh, held them for a combined, or not combined, but between the third and fourth quarter, Kathleen didn't see the end zone ever again. Um, they had a few decent drives, but, I mean, outside of that, uh, not not a whole lot going on. So, yeah. Did you and I'm putting you on the spot here because looking at the you know the box score seven seven and then fourteen the thirteen and then Barto in the third quarter seven oh nine oh in the fourth quarter did did you see anything that stood out as a, an adjustment that Barto made on defense to kind of slow the Red Devils down? Um, let's see here. Let let me think. Um, it's it's a little hard to say because unfortunately. I marked down the amount of flags that were drawn per team. Um, and just for the record, Barto unfortunately ended up with 14 uh, total mm-hmm. penalties drawn compared to Kathleen's six. Wow. Mm. So that's been a problem for Barto. I mean, pretty much not a major problem. I don't think we've had 14 penalties. But um, was any of them personal foul penalties? Was there was it getting a little chippy out there? I think we might have lost him. Uh oh. Uh Technical difficulties. Cole, that that's been happening to Bartow all season long. Mm-hmm. Some of the penalties and we've talked about Bartow not playing the best football yet. Mm-hmm. You know. So we got some, uh, Can you guys hear me? Yeah, yes. we got you back. So what I was asking was any, was any of those penalties uh on Bartow personal fouls? I believe there may have been one or two, for sure one. Um, I didn't get his name nor number, unfortunately. I believe the name may have been Clemens on defense. It, it could have very well been a, a different name, uh, so don't hold me to that. But um, I will give kudos, and, and maybe if he's listening or one of his, his defensive teammates are listening on Bartos in there, he uh, I, I forget exactly what happened to, with the play, but I know – I believe it was a running back or wide receiver who bounced to the outside. And long story short, um, they pretty much kind of ran into each other. Somehow the Barto defender, I wish I remembered his name, uh, ended up behind him and, and, and practically like suplexed him uh, <laughs> onto his back, which didn't look good. Uh, I suppose maybe if you're a Kathleen fan, well, <laughs> being, a, being, being someone who's rooting for the Yellow Jackets, uh, it looked pretty good, and, and, and the crowd was, was definitely into that one. Um, unfortunately, of course, that's not – you can't see, uh, air quotes, but <laughs> that's not the right way to tackle. Uh, but, I mean, I, I, that, that was one that I definitely do remember, and I actually had that one noted on one of my papers here somewhere I have with me. 
<laughs> yeah, so looking at the, the paperwork that you turned in for the game, it looks like, again, offensively, Lynn and, and uh, Dathan Davis um, had another good game, and the uh, running backs were able to get some touchdowns. So defensively, we were, you know, forcing some sacks again, some forced fumbles, uh, the pass deflections. But something that's standing out to me in, in a game like this, which I brought up the first game against Lake Region, is got to give kudos to that offensive line. Mm-hmm. You're not able to do the things that Dathan Davis is doing, along with Lynn and the running backs, um, Maurice Bell and Marion Baker. You can't do those things without the offensive line giving you time to do it and, and creating those holes. So it sounds like they had another good game. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And uh, I believe I have noted on here as well on my additional note uh, portion that the runner-up to offensive MVP, which I won't reveal that yet. Um, if you watch the game, you probably know who that's going to anyways, But uh, or if you're a player listening. But uh, the, the runner-up was definitely that O-line. I mean, you allow no sacks all game. That's impressive. That's quite a feat. That's, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's definitely impressive. And I wish – I wish I had been to every game, not only being with this, you know, visiting this game and seeing how well they've been performing for one, but for two, to know, I mean, maybe you guys could tell me, I'm not sure, uh, if, if, if Lynn has really been pressured or not more so pressured, but sacked at all. Um, I think that O line, I mean, it's just been impressive. From what I can remember, um, I'm not going to say he hasn't been sacked. Um, but I can only think of one time in the Auburndale game, he got out of the pocket a little bit. And honestly, if Lynn was here with me, he'd say the same thing. He he probably should have threw that ball away, but held on to it and, and got taken down. Okay. But that's the only thing I can remember. Um, I'm sure the pocket has collapsed and maybe kind of a busted type play where he got back up to the line of scrimmage. But they've been holding their own all year long and against some defensive fronts that look to be a, a lot bigger. Um, I know that's deceiving sometimes when we're up in the stands, but um, I'm, I'm very impressed with that unit so far on both sides of the ball. Yeah, absolutely. And for any O-linemen that are listening, uh, hey, keep doing you and keep hitting the weights because it, it's definitely showing, fellas, yep. um, or any coaches or anyone for that matter. That, that Bartow line has definitely performed this season. And I can say being at this game personally, of course, they definitely performed that game. Again, giving up uh, no quarterback sacks. There was a few pressures on a few plays, which Lynn adjusted well and got rid of the ball, either to his receiver or checking it down to his running back. Or I believe there's maybe a very few plays where he actually took off with the ball. Um, but as far as an actual sack, <laughs> there was none to be shown. Yeah, I, saw, I saw he had a long run that got called back. Yeah, fifty yards. I was holding. Yeah, I, I'm sure. I'm sure. He, I think it was a wide receiver running back out there, and I'm sure he had a good chat with him on that bus ride back. <laughs> I reckon. <laughs> uh, well, those things. Long story short, I, I go ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, long story short, I, I I talked to Lynn very briefly on my on my personal Twitter account. You know, just congratulating him on the win, and pointed out, you know. Granted, it, the game's not all about your personal numbers, but he did have a rushing touchdown, three passing touchdowns, uh, which, which is quite an accomplishment. 
and he he was he was very quick to point out that it should have been two rushing touchdowns. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah, it it definitely should have been. Um, I I've never it's been a long time since I've been at a high school game where the crowd just acted so wild. You know, obviously in a good way. Lynn just take off from about 50 yards. It had to have been at least 50 yards. And I'm sure Lynn probably remembers better than I do. But it had to have been about 50 yards. He just darted. And he had one or two blockers out in front. And, and kudos to those guys. But unfortunately, one of them slipped up and got a, got, got a little, uh, I don't know, too ahead of themselves and, and got drawn for that flag with, the, I believe, blocking in the back call that ended up bringing that play all the way back, unfortunately. Mm. Oh. That's, That's strange for him, but you know sometimes on those plays to give the whoever made the the penalty on that one, and, and it could have been blatant. But sometimes you know you're out there trying to give a little effort, and it just goes a little too far. And and um, so I like the fact that he was out there trying to block for his QB, but you know he made a mistake. And yeah, we'll get that cleaned up hopefully. But that that is one thing that has stood out. I was just telling Cole when we lost you for a second, and I know me and you discussed this as well. They haven't played a mistake-free game yet. And, you know, the penalties, Coach Tate, I have not talked to Coach Tate in a couple weeks. um, Well, really since the week after the Lake Region game. And uh, I know he's in there talking to the boys, and I know some of them are listening, and I appreciate you guys listening. Get with your teammates and, and, and relay that message that Coach Tate's given because in order to beat Lake Wales... In order to beat Tampa Bay Tech, you're going to have to play a mistake-free game. I mean, I know he's saying it. So week in and week out, we keep making some mistakes. But you turn around and play Kathleen, who you ranked higher than. It's a rival game. You go out. You just consistently put up close to eight points a quarter. And you dominate at the end of the the game. You dominate the score. Mm -hmm. And that's what... That's what a good team has to do is able to make up for their mistakes, but still at the end of the game show that, hey, you know, we're still dominant. When I think you hit the nail on the head by saying that, you know, mistakes are going to happen, but as long as you learn from those mistakes and try to do better, that's all you can do because that's how you get better. You make mistakes. Yep. And, you know, good teams can can get away with it. Just just brush it off and, and learn from it and you got it. So, what else stood out to you seeing them live and, and with the eye test? Um, well, I already did it on the uh, on on the podcast's Twitter page, but I'll do it again. Big shout out to that Bartow Yellow Jackets secondary. They were flying all across the field doing their thing, uh, ranging from a getting a couple of pass deflections, a couple close ones could have probably been some picks uh but long story short shadarian harrison uh qb over there in kathleen those red devils ended up uh with a with a stat line of five for 11 no passing touchdowns uh granted this was more on the d line he ended up getting sacked there three times in a completion percentage anything below 50 you know you're probably having a good day on that secondary he ended up with about 45 roughly um and I don't, these numbers might not be to the T now. I'll, I'm just one guy, but they're they're pretty close, I would say. So I back have to what faith. I was to be, <laughs> <laughs> back to what I was saying to begin with, big shout-out 
to those those DBs and those safeties back there doing their thing. They I think it's showed out there. I'm sorry. Five complete. You you think you play four quarters of football? That's almost one completion per quarter. You know, yeah. if that's mm-hmm. all you're allowing, I gotta say you're doing a pretty darn good job. So big shout out to those guys on. Yeah, on, and that's what I was defense. about to say. Like five receptions in an entire game—that's crazy to think about. Oh yeah, insane. But big, big kudos to those guys again. So um, on, on the offensive side, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just looking at your notes. Uh, explain what happened before the game, where somebody yelled out, "Welcome to hell." <laughs> you what? know, I, I wish that. Play- yeah, I, I wish that player from Kathleen was listening to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, and now I know the, the Yellow Jacket players who are listening. You guys know what I was talking about. Pre-game, you guys are huddled up around coach um, or, or all the coaches for that matter. Uh, the Red Devils come out um, and they're, they're going to their sideline. And one of them's just staring us all down. Um, and, and, and gives that shout two or three times maybe, maybe about twice. And, and as you guys see in my notes, welcome to hell. Um, and I'm sure that's just in reference to them being the Red Devils, obviously, and maybe, you know, it's a little nickname for their stadium. But as I noted as well, you gave up 30 points. It wasn't a very warm welcome, if you ask me. So <laughs> you may want to rethink that for future matchups. And say, I, I, mean, I don't know what you would say, but I don't know if you'd say welcome. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, they, they, I don't know what you would say there, but definitely re- rethink your welcoming to, to opponents who you ultimately end up uh, giving up a lot of points to. Well, that that's, a, you know, players, they get hyped up before the games and, they say something, but, you know, something like that could have sparked Bartow and, and pissed them off a little bit. So, um, oh, yeah. Can't say I've never said anything stupid <laughs> before <laughs> or after a game, but um, I, I, that popped out at me. So I wanted to make sure you touched on it. <laughs> That's Absolutely. funny. I, I appreciate you pointing that out. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad, I, I'm glad we got to talk about that because I know uh, for all the Bartow players listening, I'm sure they got a good laugh at that. Um, I don't think any of the Yellow Jackets players are saying anything like that. Um, and if you are, you may want to rethink because, as Kathleen found out the hard way, anything can happen. Correct. <laughs> now, the other thing, the other thing that you pointed out to me earlier today was that um, you you looked around. You were on Barto, you know, the away team side for the fans, and you said that there was just as many Barto fans. Or you said it's very close or just as many Bartow fans as there were Kathleen fans, and you thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, that's, and, and that's correct. Um, I, did, I did mention that earlier, and I'll mention it again to all the listeners. Uh, big shout-out to all the parents, the fans, et cetera, who showed up to support you guys. Uh, Friday night, I mean, the support was ridiculous. I'm not sure if uh, the players for the players listening. I'm not sure if you guys really looked around or, or compared how many people you guys had behind your back supporting you, cheering you on, compared to those Red Devils. But it was, as I told uh, and explained to, to Jennifer, just as many, if not more, it seemed like. Uh, so the support was definitely there. You get, I mean, and you guys showed out on the field for for all those people, your parents, the coaches, etc. 
and, and it, it was a beautiful sight to see, honestly. And I was a little in shock, of course, you know, typically, naturally, with all home games, no matter the sport, the home side, those fans are normally double, triple the amount of the away fans. In this case, uh, it, it just wasn't there. It was about the same, honestly. That is awesome. <laughs> well, that's one thing always in the past. Uh, Bartu has traveled well. Um, we heard Lynn Johnson when he was on talk about a game in Lake Wales where they did not travel that well, um, and and that's going to happen when you know people get excited about the team that's you know doing good and and having success and uh, you can call it fair weather friends or what you know fans or whatever. But anytime your your team in Barto does you know any good, the boys state championship basketball last year, the whole town was at the Lakeland Civic Center for the Final Four. Mm-hmm. So, girls softball the same way. So, Barto supports. Um, but, and now with COVID and the, you know, some of the, with the governor saying open things up a little more, maybe they'll start letting a little more fans in, into the home game so we can pack that house and, and give everybody the feel of what, what it's like for a home football game there with a packed house. You want to go ahead and give your offense and defensive players at a game? Uh, yeah, absolutely. So offensive, um, if you were living under a rock or simply away, <laughs> attending to something else, uh, the offensive MVP, without a doubt, goes to the big man, Nathan Davis. Woo. I believe they have him. I, I believe I, they have him listed as either a tight end or a wide out. Um, I'm sure he could probably play any position he wanted to if he just put his mind to it. Uh, as, as big as he is, but he looks phenomenal from from long routes, fly routes, uh, just simple little little fade routes. You name it, he was doing it all, and he was proving himself well out there. Uh, he had a few receptions. I don't know the exact number. Without a doubt, it was more than five. Three of those being for touchdowns, um, coming from none other than than number ten there, their quarterback, Lynn Johnson. Shout out to him as well. But, yeah, Jason Davis, offensive MVP, without a doubt. Um, he, he performed really well and improved himself out there. So, shout out to Jason Davis. Uh, on the defensive side of the ball, I kind of already hinted at it earlier, uh, if, it, if it wasn't obvious already. Um, that Yellow Jacket secondary, no passing touchdowns allowed. Only five receptions throughout the entire game. I don't know if I could even emphasize that enough. You know, you think five. Again, there's, there's four quarters in high school football. That's 12 minutes, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, correct mm-hmm. me if I'm wrong. It is and, 12 minutes. And you give up one practically per quarter. That's, that's an insane feat. I don't care who you're going up against. That's, that's good stuff. And, uh, and I mean, and it, it wasn't like he get, they gave up five and, and the quarterback threw six. He threw 11. And only five were completed. So, again, big shout-out to that defense, my defensive MVP personally going to the Yellow Jackets secondary. And I'm going to have to jump on board on that and give a, a honorable mention or whatever you want to call it um, to the defensive line of the Jackets because there's no way that those DBs could do their job and give up only five completions if the defensive Without line wasn't doubt. getting some pressure to the quarterback. If you give quarterback time, he's going to find an open man if he's a decent quarterback. So we see what it does for us with our offensive line, giving 
Lynn time to throw, so I want to give a shout-out to the defensive line because you had to be putting pressure on Kathleen's quarterback for the DBs to have that type of success. So, kudos to you guys as well. So, basically, almost the whole defense gets yeah. defensive. Let's just, give it, let's just give it to the team. <laughs> I mean, they put up 30. They held them to 13. Why not, right? Yep. And something, Why not? something else that pops out at me from your notes, um, let's go ahead and give Coach Tate some kudos because if it didn't work or if he just took the easy three right before the half mm-hmm. instead of – you know, taking our did the kicker even go out and he called a timeout or did was it right away he was going for it? No, I I I forget the play and again Lynn or one of the players would know they had a, a, a solid play downfield and they were able to the player was either able to get out of bounds or called a timeout. I don't recall. Three and a half seconds left in the red zone, somewhere within the twenty or fifteen. Um and and, and believe me, I'm I'm way up on uh, in the stands and i'm hearing people around me you know kick kick it just take the easy three you know uh i don't know let me let me look back here i forget what that would have would have put barto at in terms of score but you know it would have got him a little in that game a little closer in the game it's not got still got him the lead going into halftime and coach tate sends, sends the boys right back out three and a half seconds it's go big or go home and well i we i think both, uh, unfortunately, for the Red Devils, but more so for for us Yellow Jacket fans and guys and people out there watching the game, we're able to see how much space he has in that offense and, and just everyone out there on the field and to to go for it. And Lynn Johnson gets a beautiful fade route. I believe it was a fade route out to Jason Davis, uh, close close to the uh, sideline there in the end zone for for the six. And of course, the field goal follows up, which was good and, and puts. The Yellow Jackets up 14-13 going into halftime. All right, so, so I know I know Lynn's listening. Yeah. Um, I need you to send me that if you, if you have uh, a video highlight of that throw because when you texted me that they went for it, I knew what play was called. I mean, I knew exactly what they did to score the touchdown. So I have to feel like everybody <laughs> in the stands for Bartow knew exactly what was coming. So I'd, I'd like to see the defense alignment for Kathleen on that. I mean, do you remember where they faded over to Dathan? And that, I mean, did they try to double team him and he just out jumped two people, or did they give him single coverage look? Uh, believe it or not, as crazy as this sounds, <laughs> I believe they had Dathan in single coverage. Wow! wow. <laughs> and, and that's right. And, and us who who really had an eye for Bartu or our Bartu fans. We, we give the reaction that we just gave because we know kind of how ridiculous that is, unfortunately. And apparently the Red Devils weren't weren't on the same page, but that's okay because we'll take that. We'll take those six points. And, and, you know, absolutely. And I know that there's a check two or whatever if, if they were double teaming them. But even that kid, so, you know, first you got to throw the right ball. And Lynn does a good fade, or, you know, fade. He's been working on that from what he was telling us. But you got to put it in the right spot, and that kid's going to out-jump two people. I don't care. But if he was double-covered, somebody's going to be wide open. So I got faith, and they were ready for whatever Kathleen gave them. And kudos to Coach Tate, showing your kids that you believe in them and, and going for it, and, and it works. So I want to make sure we mention that. Absolutely. Well, can I mention one absolutely. thing? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we've outscored our opponents in all four games 181 to 26. Wow. I mean, 
Most of those points are from the first game of the season against Lake Region, but it's still 99 points in three games. That's pretty good if you ask me. Absolutely. Yeah. And only giving up 26. We scored We scored more points in the Kathleen game than we gave up all season. That's impressive. <laughs> And that then, is a darn good note, Cole. Absolutely. <laughs> and some other things happened around the county. Um, we'll mention today. Lakeland lost. I believe they lost to. They lost to a really good team. I think it was Venice. But Venice, yeah. Lakeland went down, and then Winter Haven lost to Auburndale. To Auburndale, yeah. Which was a shocking to me, but um, you know, so it's looking like the rest of the season if Bartone takes care of business. Should be going into the Winter Haven game undefeated. Mm-hmm. Well, we what's got two the more. One? We have okay. two more games before Winter Haven. But and we play the. Um... We play Liberty and Point Siena. Okay. Um, I believe we should take care of business, but anything can happen. Ask Winter Haven. You mm-hmm. know, so you got to be ready for those games. But the, the Jackets have an opportunity to do something real special this year. And like I said earlier, I know Coach Tate is telling the boys what they got to do. And they've got to put it together on the field and do it, but um, we're looking forward to something big possibly happening here with Barton. Mm-hmm. Hope and, so. And having said that, we are going to take um, this week, we're going to take off. We're not going to go to Liberty to watch Liberty. We are going, the podcast team is going to go to Armwood High School, and we are going to watch Armwood High School take on Tampa Bay Tech. We want to see Tampa Bay Tech live and in person because we feel like putting the eye test on it. Um, West has seen now uh, Lake Gibson and Lakeland. You know, we, he's seen Barcha now. We can watch some tape on the national football thing that I got. But we want to go see Tampa Bay Tech in person against the great Armwood, who's always been a solid program year in and year out. I'm 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 really looking forward to it. Yeah. I'm I've just remember driving down I four, like oh my gosh, what is that? I mean, it's a beautiful yeah, it's a nice campus, a beautiful campus. They're always out there. I mean, I guarantee if you look down uh, the roster of SEC schools, you're gonna find a player from Armwood on every one. Yeah, so, they just continue. I would say so to put out talent into the SEC and call all of college football. So we're going to do that. If things pan out, that's the goal. That's definitely the goal. On Thursday night show, we'll come back and we'll talk a little bit about Liberty and kind of break you down what we see from Liberty and and what our um, predictions are for that game. And then on uh, Friday night, we'll head to Arnwood. Like I said, we'll do that. And then we'll come back next Monday and kind of talk about the Bartow score. And then all week, Kind of like fill you in on what we've seen about uh, Tampa Bay Tech. Mm-hmm. Are you, so you ready for that road trip, Wes? I sure am. I'm looking forward to it. I haven't seen either of these schools play in person. Um, I've heard about Armwood a lot uh, growing up, and, and as much as I've loved football and on all, among all levels, of course. Um, so I I know they're they're definitely about their business, and they have been for <laughs> as long as I can remember, honestly. And like Jen mentioned, uh, a couple times I've traveled along I-4 as much as, as as any Floridian knows. It's not very fun. That is a beautiful sight to see usually. Uh, that campus is, is, is quite nice, as you guys have mentioned. So I'm definitely looking forward to that this Friday. 
All right. Before we get out of here, do you want to say anything else to the Barto fans about the game or anything else that maybe we didn't touch on? Yeah, the jacket players, and maybe even the coaches who are listening, more so the players. Um, you know, as we as we talk and we break things down for you guys, especially I noticed in this episode here, uh, we chatted quite a bit about the future, and, and, and you know, we're already chatting a little bit about Tampa Bay Tech. Uh, don't don't get wrapped up in that. All right, you know, you guys have have an assignment this this Friday. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, anything can happen, and and that's what you got to focus on. What's right in front of you, and what's right in front of you is is a, is hopefully a win against the Liberty Chargers. So go out there and take care of business and just focus on the next one and the next one and the next one and everything will come to you. Absolutely. Exactly. That is our job to talk about the future and, and talk with the fans about what could be. Your job is to Absolutely. go 5-0. and Exactly. That's, that's exactly hey. what it, jo- Jason and Cole were talking about before we got you on the phone is what's the best thing about being 4-0? and Chance to go 5-0. and and that's it that's so right that's all you guys focus on uh what the coaches are giving you in practice don't listen to the fans outside and, and telling you what you need to do you just keep listening to the coaches and doing what they tell you to do and worry about being five and oh and and we'll talk about all the what-ifs for you <laughs> all right jack fans thank you for listening wes again thank you for going to the game and giving us a great update yes and, we um, really appreciate the 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 going and i I kind of think he might be a Bartow fan now. Yeah, we've just saying. Him. You don't have to answer that yet, but your voice, <laughs> your hoarse voice, can tell everything. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I promise I'm not going through puberty again, guys. <laughs> I promise. All right, Jack and Ferris, I went through it once. I don't want to go through it again. Right. <laughs> thank you for tuning in, and we'll see everybody on Thursday as we talk more about the Bartow and Liberty game. Bye, Wes. Bye, everybody. Take care, everyone. Thanks for tuning in.